Hello everyone, Sarah Armstrong here, Stories in My Head, welcoming you to episode number four of our uh, book, Harvest of Love. Um, We're going to have a decision made in this episode and a few more surprises about Brad and Dory and what they plan to do. So let's get started. Episode four, Harvest of Love. The next night, all through Rose's wonderful meal of barbecued spare ribs, coleslaw, and homemade garlic bread, Dory, Brad, and John discussed all possible scenarios and couldn't find any other solution. Dory loaded the dishwasher as they lingered over apple pie and coffee. She broke an uncomfortable silence. Brad, let's look at this rationally. I know I can get David to give me some time off. Why don't we just get married? Then you can have the farm and I can go back to my life. Surely we can stand each other for six months. Provident is buying up all the available land around here? John queried. Yes, they they say they just want to invest in good farmland and modernize farming methods. I investigated and found out that they have done the same thing before. They buy the land, but it always ends up being a resort for the rich and famous, Brad confirmed. Dory asked, how much land have they bought? Brad sighed, about 8,000 acres so far, but if the rest of us hold out, they'll have to abandon the project and move on. Why are they so focused on this farm, John queried. Brad explained, The farmers in this county have a water co-op. They operate in partnership with the Big Blue River Water Authority. The agreement is due for its usual five-year renewal, where any member can withdraw to the agreement or seek modification. All of the farmers stay together and pay our dues each year so we can fulfill our obligation to the water authority. We agreed that the water is used for irrigation, farm maintenance, and household use. If Provident owns a majority of the farmland in the co-op, they can push through changes that authorize commercial use of the water. 
That will triple the dues with the Water Authority. Provident can easily meet the e increase, but it would put the farmers out of business. Our land will give them a majority ownership. Investors are pressuring Provident to get the project rolling in the next 90 days, or the deal is off. Their backs are against the wall, he continued. We must do this, Brad. We must get married, Dory said decisively. Brad shrugged his shoulders and replied, I guess we don't have much choice. Okay, I'll do it for Samantha and for your father and for the land. I'll, I'll marry you. Daddy, are you going to marry Dory? Is she going to be my new mommy? Everyone turned at the sound of Samantha's voice from the doorway. Brad finally found his voice and stammered, Well, honey, uh, that is, uh, we, uh... Dory squatted down so she could be on Sam's level. Grown-up things are very complicated, Sam. But no matter what, I'll always be here when you need me. Now go back to bed. Your daddy will be right up to tuck you in. Samantha turned to go and then muttered to herself, A new mommy would be a great thing to take to show and tell. John Donovan turned their attention back to business. We'll need witnesses. I'll be glad to be a witness, chirped Rosa with a broad smile. Good, John replied. My admin assistant Maureen can be the other witness. Friday would be good for me. Friday will work out fine, Dory said. Yes, it will. Uh, Samantha's spending the day with her grandfather, but I want it to be short and sweet. I have work to do. The seed was delivered today, and I want to have most of it planted by the end of the week. Brad, don't you think we ought to explain this to Mr. and Mrs. Dickerson? If they hear about it from someone else, it will be awful, Dory offered cautiously. Oh, I forgot about them. Yes, we'd better tell them first. His... His grief about Cynthia turned on me at first. He threatened to, to get me declared an unfit parent. Brad began to pace. Coleman Dickerson and I only stayed connected because of Samantha. Finally, Gloria, his wife, sat us both down and knocked our heads together. We realized the best way we could honor Cynthia was to be a strong family for her daughter. We can go together when you take Sam for her visit. I'm sure when we explain, they'll understand. Right. That should be a wonderful, warm, and fuzzy conversation, Brad said sarcastically. Dory sighed. This was not the way she had envisioned marriage. What a mess. The ride to the Dickerson's farm was tense. Sam was excited about seeing her grandparents and prattled on about what she was going to do over the weekend. Coleman and Gloria Dickinson had been a part of Dory's life for as long as she could remember. They were at most community functions and came over to the house for holidays and other special occasions. Their daughter Cynthia and Dory had been friends, but not close. 
They were several years apart in school and moved in different circles. Dory was really pleased when Bat married Cynthia. She was a good person from a sound family, and even though Dory felt a little jealousy, she was happy for them both. After polite greeting and conversation, Sam was sent to her room to play. Brad and Dory sat across from the Colbins, trying to find the words to explain their situation. You said you wanted to talk to us in private, Gloria said. I hope nothing's wrong. Brad fidgeted, <coughs> cleared his throat, and said, Nothing is wrong, exactly. Things are just complicated because of the condition of Wendell's will. Dory gave a brief but complete report on the will and the decision to marry. She emphasized that it was to save the land, not for love. She also assured the Colemans that she and Brad would do everything they could to make sure Samantha's life was disrupted as little as possible. Dory promised to visit regularly after six months were up so that Samantha would not feel abandoned. When she finished, there was total silence. Coleman spoke first. Yeah, those developers came to see me and I politely but firmly turned them down. Haven't been back since. Your farm is key. None of the other land will be worth anything if they don't get that piece. That's why we're doing this. If I can hold on to the farm and have a good crop, it will encourage the other landowners to stay. You know I love this land, Coleman. Yes, I know. I trust you two to do the right thing and protect our granddaughter. Let us know how we can help. Suddenly, Gloria burst into laughter and said, oh, That sly old fox, Wendell figured out how to get his way even after he was gone. What are you going on about, woman? I don't see anything amusing about this business, Coleman retorted. Wendell loved Cynthia, and he was glad that Brad was happy with her. He doted on Sam as if she was his own granddaughter, but in the depths of his heart he wanted to see Dory and Brad married and living on that farm, Gloria continued. That's what Rosa said, Dory added. Gloria walked over to grasp Dory and Brad's hands in hers. She looked them both in the eye with warmth and a smile on her face and said, I agree. You two do what you must. I just ask you to do one thing for me. Anything for you, Brad said huskily. You're the one that kept me safe after after the accident. Gloria swallowed hard and continued. For the next six months, be good to each other. Let the anger and grief of the past stay buried and just think about making your time together as productive and pleasant as possible. Don't close your minds to the possibilities. It was over. Brad, Dory, and Rosa drove back home in silence after the ceremony. 
Judge Hayes had been short and efficient. Brad fidgeted nervously the whole time and Jory stared straight ahead at a picture on the walls. Their voices were shaky as they said, I do. John Donovan wore his stoic lawyer face. Rosa cried. Maureen almost bolted from the room as soon as she signed the marriage certificate. This was not the typical joyous wedding day. That was a lovely ceremony, simple but touching. Rose's voice broke the silence as she dabbed the last tears from her eyes. Mr. Wendell would have been so happy to see you two married. This is a marriage of convenience, not a love match, Rosa, Brad growled. I just hope we can survive the next six months without one of us committing murder, Dory added. As they drove past the house and headed to the garage, Brad's attention was drawn to the barn. Why was the barn door open like that? I'm sure I locked it before we left. I hope everything is all right, Dory added. Brad stopped and bolted from the car, saying, You stay here. I'm coming with you, Dory shouted as she opened the barn door. Dory slammed solidly into Brad's back as she entered the barn. He was standing and staring at something. As Dory's eyes adjusted to the dark, she saw what had stopped her husband in his tracks. All the bags of wheat seed were ripped open, strewn about the floor, and covered in motor oil. Oh no! Who would do this? Dory exclaimed, I, I don't know, Brad said in a husky whisper. Brad turned and left the barn with anger in his eyes and a defeated slump in his shoulders. He put the truck in the garage and walked into the house as he dialed the sheriff's office, leaving Rosa and Lori standing bewildered in the yard. Rosa was a firm believer that a full stomach made for better thinking. She quickly regained her composure and began cooking the evening meal. She pretended to need help and asked Dory to make salad and cornbread just to keep her busy. When dinner was ready, Dory rapped quietly on the den door. Brad didn't respond, and so she opened the door and stepped inside. He was hunched over the desk with his brow furrowed and a spreadsheet open on his laptop. Sorry to disturb you. Dinner's ready, Dory stated. Okay, thanks, Brad replied, not looking up. Taking a deep breath, Dory said, Brad, I have some money saved. You're welcome to use it for the seat. I don't need charity from you. Brad snapped. It's not charity. This is my farm, too. Dory tried to remain calm. I guess the faster we get the crop harvested, the faster you can to your life. I'll refund your money when we sell the wheat. That's not necessary. That's the way it will be. No argument. Brad rose and walked past Dory into the kitchen. Yes, husband. Whatever you say, man of the house, Dory muttered as she followed. 
As they cleaned up after the meal, Dorian Rosa reviewed the day's events and concluded that this was an awful way to begin any kind of marriage. The sheriff came and took pictures. There was suspicion it was someone working for the developers trying to force the farmers to go under, but there was no proof. Sitting at the table, drinking coffee, enhanced with a liberal splash of brandy, Dory felt weary and discouraged. Rosa took a deep breath and said, I don't mean to add to your woes, but I got a call from my daughter today. My first grandchild is due any day now, and she wants me to be there. I thought that after the ceremony today, things would settle down, but I didn't figure on all this uproar and upset. Oh, Rosa, how wonderful. I didn't know that Graham and Linda were expecting. You go. This is a once-in-a-lifetime event, Dory exclaimed. Are you sure you can manage feeding the workers, taking care of Samantha, and dealing with Brad? Rosie queried. Dory reassured Rosa with a smile. We'll be fine. Samantha and I are good friends now. You go and don't worry. That little girl really loves you. She'll take it very hard when you leave, Rosa replied. And you don't have to leave, dearie. This is your home. Yes, she does have to leave. She can't leave David waiting any longer. Brad's voice dipped with sarcasm as she leaned against the door jam. Dory snapped, I've seen you've added eavesdropping to your other annoying happens, and the only thing David is waiting for is my column for the next issue. Now see here, if you two can't get along, I'm going to stay right here. Rosa stated firmly, no, Rosa, no, no, you go and greet your grandchild. We'll be on our best behavior, won't we, dear wife? Brad said it in an exaggerated bow in Dory's direction. Ignoring her husband, Dory replied, Don't worry, Rosa. The house will be standing when you get back. You never know what can happen. I just don't want either of you to close your minds to the possibilities, Rosa said. Dory and Brad looked at each other. That was the second time in the last few days they had heard those words. What kind of possibilities could there be?
So now we have a marriage and sabotage. All of the seed, wheat seed has been has been vandalized, covered in motor oil. It's useless. Was it the developers? And if it was, how can how can they prove it? And Brad and Dory are being thrown together by themselves while Rose is away. What are the possibilities? Tune in next week for episode number five of Harvest of Love. Thank you for listening. Bye.